Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit the nerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo and leave a comment for us there. and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. You are indeed. Well, Happy New Year, I guess. Yeah, let's go with that. Yes. Happy New Decade? Happy New Who. Happy New Who. I was trying to wind you up and get you to be like, not a new decade! I think we all know. <laughs> well, welcome to Series 12. And new Doctor Who, more adventures with the 13th Doctor and her fam. Uh, We saw Spyfall Part 1, of course, on New Year's Day when it aired. Yep. And we had an interesting experience on January 5th with Part 2. Yes, because we thought we were going to the cinema to see... I thought we were going to see Part 2. I thought we were just going to see Part 1. I I just thought it was like, oh, we're going to put it in the cinema. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Like they've done, done with like the first episode, Woman Who Fell to Earth, like yep. they did with Twelfth Doctor's Christmas special, like they did with the first Twelfth Doctor's episode, Deep Breath. I just thought, you know, big, you know, cool. And then they're going to have a little Q&A afterwards. And I thought that was a little event. Yep. But turns out... We got to see part one and part two at the cinema. Yeah, it was very interesting because they put them smoothly together. So we just watched part two as it aired on BBC America. You know, what the actual TV episode looks like. Mm. But the way we saw it was like a big TV movie where, you know, at the end you have the Master Revealed and the Doctor Alone. And then it just goes... Titles and move on. Yeah, it just goes black and then it comes up. Spyfall Part 2 written by Chris Chibnall and then boom, keeps on going. No credits, no anything. And I was just like, oh, well, this is cool. Yep. So, yeah. And then we got the Q&A. So what are your, what are your first impressions of the Series 12 premiere uh it's a doozy when i saw just part one i was kind of like well a lot happened right a lot a lot happened and i'm not sure i like that all that lot happened Mm -hmm. but then actually seeing the two of them together in the cinema i think i was more on board with it Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts 
I mean, the more I've thought about it, because it's been a couple of days at this point, is that it does seem one of the most, I know it's an overused word, but one of the most epic Doctor Who. It's a big one. A, uh, a, still, a lot, a lot happens. I mean, even, I mean, I can't think of one that's bigger. I mean, I don't know if I'm talking quality or scope or both or whatever. You know, I'm not saying it's the best in the world, but, I mean, it's it's uh, pretty entertaining and pretty engaging. So, I mean, I can't think of another, you know, two-parter or Christmas special or even a single episode that kind of matches the ambition and scope. Yeah, a lot happens. Yeah. I mean, you get... All the things, all mm. sorts of different, you know, you've got the master and you've got the aliens and then you've got the bad guy who's 93% human and then you've got the historical character. It's a lot. And then you've got the Gallifrey teaser. Mm. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of in no particular order here. Well, so as I said, we, we you know, the season 12, 12 premiere, the beginning, and we're not going to do the whole thing chronologically, but opening up with part one, we kind of just catch in with all our characters. You know, what have they been up to for the past year? They've been off the air, which I guess assume is real time. You know, everyone's back on Earth in their time period. Yep. And so, um, what do you think of kind of where everyone is? I mean, it's we just get, like one scene, but. Yeah, we get to see Yaz's family again. Yeah, that's Which true. I think is nice. All three of them. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, we don't get to see Grandma. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Nana. They're just doing typical family stuff. The dad can't make his phone work. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the sister wants Ryan's phone number. <laughs> and then we get to check in. Because it's one of those things where we, I think we've talked about in the past. And you know, with Doctor Who, it's always like, yeah, whatever. If, if they don't catch up, it's fine. But they actually do catch up with her job. Because she's supposed to be probationary. Yeah. We're like, well, if she's still going. And, and like. They they explain that you know yes that her boss or her supervisor is like you know I can't really keep you know if I'm not looking after you I can't really whatever yeah but he also thinks she might have been tapped for special forces yes. kind of Un- stuff undercover yeah so she's going with that mm-hmm. Ryan has his own basketball group yes which he's not terribly good at but the fact that he's doing it at all yes absolutely and see that seems to have been a thing mm-hmm. but they talk about the fact that he's had. You know, all of these illnesses, (laughs) quote-unquote, that take him away, so. I mean, I do like the callbacks, which I think is more, to me, a callback to, like, Amy and Rory, because Clara, I I don't know, she never seemed to be gone that long, you know, she'd always come back to teach her next class or whatever, but Amy and Rory, you know, it's like with her, or with his dad, it would always be like, you know, they come back, you know, and they've eaten three meals, or they have a your hair has gotten longer or something or you know, yeah. just notice these things uh, that sort of seems to be what they're going for the living both worlds yep so it's, it's nice to see that it's also nice that ryan has his own non tardis fam peer group yes yep and then graham is getting his checkup yeah and, that, and so I, I i feel like it's a nice not only a hey look we're back in our regular world but it's a nice touch base with, hey, remember, Graham's cancer is in remission. And, hey, remember, Ryan's got dyspraxia and he's not good at basketball. And, hey, remember that Yaz is a police officer and has a family that we've established. So it's this touchstone, mm-hmm. not just for, hey, this is what they've been up to, but some of the key things that came into play last season. 
Because I think there are parts where if this is your first series, you could catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even though, you know, the ambition of, well, not that I know Chris Chimnall, but the ambition would be this is sort of phase two of how he's telling the story. You know, phase one was series 11. We're just going to, these are the characters. That's series 11. You're just going to know who these people are with no serialization. And now it's phase two. Now you know who they are. Now we can kind of throw some monkey wrenches around and stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. So obviously the big thing with this, I don't know, two episodes or one episode, however you want to look at it, um, was the spy motif. Yep. What did you think of how that was done? Nah, not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate how it ultimately comes into getting the spy who was, but meh, meh. Yeah, I mean, there were, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of when we were watching background stuff, like with Moffat doing um, The Return of Doctor Mysterio, like, oh, I'm into comic books, I want to do a comic book thing, and it's like, mm. okay, and now, now we have Chibnall doing, like, I want to do a spy thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, this isn't an episode of Psych where you change the theme every episode. <laughs> um, I mean, you could, but it's just kind of a, you know. Yeah, it seemed like a bit of a strange stretch. Right. You know, where everything would come together, and, you know, the aliens were spy aliens and yeah maybe they're just preparing for the next james bond film Actually, which i think know, is it's a lot of uh yeah cross promotion of it yeah. yeah but i guess in the in the plus side if you like the plus side of thing we have stephen fry making yeah. his appearance as, very briefly yeah appears as m i'm sorry c whatever um i wonder how they chose the letter like you know because it's m in the james bond world or c whether like I don't know, does Stephen Fry get to choose his own letter? Or yeah, is it supposed I don't to be know. like C for Chief or something? Or... Cambridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I did like the little moment of uh, where he greets uh, Graham. Graham as the new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> don't be silly. The doctor's a man. <laughs> <laughs> but we sort of get the, with the whole spy motif. I mean, there's a lot going on, but then we get the chance for the gang to play dress up. We get the spy gadgets. We get the chases. We get the. Uh, the birthday party with like the casino motif and all that, so all that. Yeah. Not not a fan. Eh. And I'm still trying to figure out like is is Lenny Henry gonna come back? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't. That's that part of the story is not resolved at he all. Escapes. Yeah, yeah. His part of the story is not in any way resolved, and mm-hmm. I really want to know this whole issue with his mom. Right. Because that seems like a lot. I mean, presumably, you know, he has their version of Google or whatever, and that's not going away. Yeah. Whatever. I forget what it was called. Yeah. Vor, whatever. I forget what it was called. Vor, Vor or something, something like that. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if... They pay attention or not. Yeah. Because if they don't go to Earth for a while, you know, they don't necessarily have to deal with the consequences of the story. That's As far true. as the Earth part. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to chase Gallifrey for a while... Mm. It'll be interesting, you know, halfway through the season we come back to Earth and no, no, no. he's done something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Talking about C, let's talk about O. Let's talk about O. What do you think of, I'm probably saying his name wrong, Sasha Dewan, that's probably not how you say it. But anyway, what do you think of our new master? Oh, he's very good. Mm-hmm. I really like him. A lot. Thought he did some really interesting things. And I like, you know, he's sort of, there are places where it feels like he's channeling the most recent master. Missy? No, no. I would have said Missy if uh-huh. that were the. Uh, that's the most recent master. Well, no. That's, you mean the man. Yeah, yeah. I mean John Sims. John Sims, uh-huh. yes. 
uh, a little bit with sort of the crazy eyes, particularly when he's on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then also they bring in the, the classic Who mind reading master, which we've not seen. Oh, contact. Yeah, since classic Who. Mm-hmm. And then the Shrinky Dinks. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen that in New Who. That's, that's a classic, of course. Yeah, so... Short of him hypnotizing someone, that was the only thing we missed. Yeah, there were. it was a lot of interesting uh, pieces that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. And, and I thought he was great. And I'm hoping that he comes back. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, cause that's a big thing to introduce a new master, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, but do you use him again, the series? You can. It's got to be carefully done. Mm-hmm. And perhaps, it, and I think it's got to be sparingly done, because one of my complaints about some of those classic series is, oh my God, the master won't go away. Right. But as they chase Gallifrey, I mm-hmm. think he'll have to make reappearances while we figure out the timeless child. Mm-hmm. because he knows all those answers. Or at least says he does. Or says he does. And theoretically, he's the one who destroyed Gallifrey, and so he's got to reappear, I think. There's a lot going on with there at the end with the the so-called destruction of Gallifrey. But, you know, and I don't know, because, you know, if this was Moffat, I'd be like, oh, we're going to find out. You know, there's timey, wimey, whatever. But I don't know Chibnall. I mean, you know, we know even the stuff he wrote before he became showrunner. But I mean, to be fair, he's pretty he, straightforward. You say that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of timey wimey in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of timey wimey in this. Well, the uh, not to skip ahead, but like the plane part. Yeah. Where at the end uh, she's like, "Oh, I have to go fix that." Kind of reminds me of a little Bill and Ted. Or if you want to do a Doctor Who, the Curse of the Fatal Death, which is the same thing, where it's like. Yes, but if I win, I go back in time and do this. Yes, but if I win, I'm the one who goes back in time and, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But they do that in Bill and Ted. They do that almost the same exact thing. Now, I want Bill and Ted came afterwards. So, yes, they're probably stealing it from them. And see, for me, it reminded me a little bit of Don't Blink. Right. Blink? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. Reading the thing. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that. Reading sort the script. Of going back. And I think there have been other places, haven't there, where. The doctor has gone back and planted things later on in the mm-hmm. episode or whatever. You know, again, it's I liked it. I, I enjoy that kind of thing, but it's a little bit timey wimey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I don't think we'll have a problem necessarily resurrecting Gallifrey at some point if that's the choice. I think dist- completely destroying Gallifrey is a bold and possibly unwise short-sighted perhaps mm-hmm. choice because then where do you go from there yeah so with the master there was this fan theory that came up and, and i'm oh i do love a good fan theory well and i am my instinct is always to go straight forward until unless told otherwise but the fan theory was what if this master comes after john sims but before missy oh interesting because and well, and I waver back and forth. There's a part of me that does ask the question the whole time. How do we go from Missy to the master? This one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I sort of wondered, I, I don't know why that wasn't addressed at all. And is it going to be addressed? Right. And I guess that's the thing hanging out there because, as you say, he's very Sims master. 
Um, and, you know, regeneration, you always get a new one. I'm not trying to say, you know, that there necessarily has to be a straight line from a more redemptive Missy to the now 100,000% oh, yeah, really psychotic point. master. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's she, he, he's after Missy. I mean, that's what I think. I don't think they're trying to... Because, I mean, if you really think about things are going to mess up at a certain point. If you want to go that extra step to connect those dots, because I think that's interesting, but, you know, whatever, is, you know, maybe he goes back, you know, regenerates into this current master, and then he goes to Gallifrey as a redemptive figure but then discovers whatever, whatever he discovers yeah. and then that sends him over the edge or whatever back over the edge right exactly but i don't know yeah though i I did think it was very interesting i forget what we were watching or listening to possibly moffat would talk to uh where moffat would i think talk to nick briggs or sometimes during filming or something like that be like well i left a little space for y'all to do some big finish so in after the, when the master is presumably escapes from the Nazis, and and then the next time we see him, he's running it back into the airport. He's like, I just had to spend you know seventy years th- and their big finish. So you know, yep. when Sasha's done, Absolutely. there's a bunch of big finish yeah. adventures of the master on Earth. You know, what was he doing? Absolutely, and again, and we've talked about this before. Some of the fun is seeing what new writers do to close gaps Mm -hmm. that we've had and to answer questions that we've had, but then also create new gaps and create new questions. So everything doesn't have to be resolved in one series. Uh You know, there's space to come back to it 20 years from now, if they so choose, you know, and that's, that's part for me. That's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. is knowing when gaps have been closed. Oh, I remember that. That answers a question I had 12 seasons ago, but also not closing all of them. So I guess we can segregate a little bit. So part one in and of itself, what were your sort of highlights for just part one? Because to me that had a sort of a different tone. I mean, it literally is... Yeah. I mean, it's not exposition, but that's basically sort of was this lighter expositionary tone and then hits that big reveal. I, yes. mean, I, I think it's in and of itself, it's a fine episode. Obviously, then it goes crazy epic in part two, but I think part one isn't like a lame part one and then it goes part, cool part two. I think part one's cool too. Yeah, and again, working with my personal part one felt more sci-fi, which is not my favorite, mm-hmm. whereas part two felt a little more fantasy, which is my favorite, mm-hmm. or historical or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part one moment is the reveal it's just such a (gasps) you know it's it's great the master yes 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 (laughs) though it does make me think i guess i mean i don't know it's nine is always so short of a time but i guess that means 11 is the only doctor not to have a master nine didn't have one either well no that's so short but yeah hard to count you know but yeah you know, it's fun 10th got sims 12th got uh, gomez gomez and so 13 gets uh Duan, if i'm saying that correctly what was your favorite <laughs> part of part one trying to think there was stuff that i thought was was it's not my favorite but i saw i didn't like it did not not like it but like the the bike chase it was just something different you know we don't have any chases in who all the time yeah 
Um, or like the part in the car at the beginning where the thing blows up. Also, another thing we don't often see very action-y sequence. Um, not necessarily my favorite, but um, I'm trying to think. I think the whole mystery of the uh, the whole mystery of the Kasabin, mm. which to me, what do you think? I mean, not, we don't necessarily get answers per se, but I don't know, do you have any thoughts about what you thought they? were up to or who they were no and again the whole spy thing yeah I, yeah i don't know when, i don't know I th- there is still and again more questions because mm. none of that's resolved right. really so will we get some sort of closure on that i like the fact that sometimes the bad guys aren't the bad guys so mm-hmm. that would be interesting well i did thought i mean the effects were interesting with Kasabin where they would sort of melt through the wall and look like that thing as they melted through it and then the far, they're the only thing so well not the only thing one of the things we've seen that seems like they can get through the TARDIS yeah that was scary for a moment yeah so I think I think they were scary I thought this was they were very scary um they sort of had a voice that reminded me of the um four five six from Miracle De- or not Miracle De- Children of Earth Torchwood okay they had that same voice that that alien creature had when they would talk sometimes. And so, like, to me, that was really upping the, the scariness. Like, like they, they were killing people left and right. So it's like there wasn't any sort of negotiation or plan. They were just, like, you know, straight up killing people. Yeah. Um, so the threat was high, you know, not until you got, you know, laser dancing shoes. Can you really stop them? <laughs> um, but what did you think of, we mentioned him a little bit, Sir Lenny Henry as Daniel Barton. Sir Lenny Henry. I mean, I always love a little bit of Lenny Henry. I say I'm not, I mean, of course, you know, me, but I'm zero familiar with him. Yeah. Apparently the co-founder of Comic Relief, you know, I don't know, <laughs> yep. stuff I Googled, yep. you know, comedian. I'm married to Dawn French for 25 years. Mm-hmm. They've just recently, fairly recently, gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Right. Again, as I mentioned to you off the record, right. I guess, <laughs> in our regular everyday life. He does always make me think I need a nap because he did hotel commercials for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that that's what I would see him, where I would see him regularly was him telling me how soft the beds were. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but of course, and you hadn't remembered, and I had to look it up because I was like, I feel like I rem- I'm remembering this right, but the look is so different. He, of course, was in the third season of Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. And again, looking very different. He's looking very svelte at the moment. I was going to say, when I, when I wikied him, <laughs> the picture was a little heavier. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was trying to... That was the, the difficulty I was having. I was like, mm-hmm. did I, am I remembering this right? But yeah, looking quite svelte at the moment. He looks like he could... Uh, Idris's older brother or something. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. not quite, but you know, I don't know. The age difference is probably something big there, but maybe his dad. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what the age difference is. But anyway, I don't know how old Idris Elba is. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I mean, he's older than twenty. <laughs> he's older than me. You think? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I sort of think so too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know. That's right. Well, maybe the next Bond. Who knows? Um, Fingers crossed. Of course, maybe maybe he's too old. For, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, not see. That, this is the problem. Well, the, now this turns to like, I don't know how old the oldest. I mean, I'm not. Sean Connery did the one thing where he was really old. We're not counting that one. Um, but I don't know how old the oldest Bond has been. Yeah. So I don't care. Nine. Well, you know, it depends who they find next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, because um, 
theoretically, this one will be the last Craig one, theoretically. Theoretically. Um, that's why they probably said during the last one. Yeah. But anyway. All right, well, let's talk about part two's, to me, interesting sojourn. It was, in, in kind of a crazy way, made me think of Big Finish because it's almost, not fanfic-y, but something we don't often see in television who. The only one I can think of that's comparable is... And you haven't seen it, because you said it's not the one you've seen. But anyway, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Oh, yeah. When the Doctor's traveling with Cleopatra and... Or no, not, sorry. Nefertiti, sorry. Nefertiti, yeah. And the Game Hunter from whatever. You know, where he has these sort of new historical companions. But now we have the Doctor with Ada Lovelace and Noor Khan. And it's like, that was pretty much their, like, half the part two was just those three uh, women you know, having adventures. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get the, the link because this is all about technology and how it's taken over our lives. And so mm. Ada Lovelace and the first computer and, and the, uh, the spy who is using radio transmission, the first lady to work with radio mm. transmissions behind, enemy, behind lines enemy lines. Yeah. So I get the connection, although I think the spy is just a little bit tenuous, except it ties into spy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, Ada Lovelace makes sense to me. Uh, which I, I I admit I know very little. I think I just know the name Ada Lovelace, but I probably couldn't tell you zero about her other than one of this episode, and then I knew nothing about Nor. But I think that's a power of who that hasn't been used, not ever. But I feel like you probably have to go back to the classic era about. Because part of the historicals, I mean, from the very beginning, you know, the historicals, you know, Doctor Who was was arguably, in the beginning, an educational program, and then, you know, became an adventure program. Um, but this one was, you know, and being very big of an adventure, but I mean, the, to me, and I don't know about the British public, you know, I know very little about these women or historical figures, you know, sex aside, but that's like something I'm like, well, I'm going to go, you know, wiki these people. So like I was researching Noor Khan, um, very interesting, you know, um, unfortunate end for her. The Nazis did get her. It, at times, now maybe I'm just speaking of myself and I'll just insult myself. There's a lot of sort of assumptions of, you know, white maleness, like, oh, who invented the new computer? The computer must have been a white male or, you know, all the spies um, in, in France were all white men. No, I mean, you have this, um, you know, Indian uh, Muslim uh, woman, you know, uh, British but, you know, who, you know, we don't often see represented in history. Yes, and I like that a lot. Ada Lovelace is certainly more known in Britain. In fact, I think there's talk about her being on a, on a bill mm-hmm. at some point, on a note, sorry. Yeah. And Lord Byron's daughter. I didn't, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. Isn't it? I find it very interesting <laughs> that Lord Byron's daughter was a computer genius. <laughs> You know, uh, rebelling. Just, it just goes to prove. <laughs> I'm not doing poetry. Art is just as important as STEM mm-hmm. because they are not disconnected. But yeah. But I did appreciate. You know, I guess it's it's that whole point of you know it'll be notable when it's not notable, but to have the three women that are three women. But of course, it shouldn't you know matter. But you know, I noticed it. I was like, wow. I mean, whether that was conscious or I mean, I think it was probably conscious of like whatever Chimel was doing but but which is fine i mean you know make the master woman and you got everything you know it, it can't pass the bechdel test just because the master is a man and so when they talk about it you know even though you have three women but i just still thought it was cool yes and i enjoyed it 
Well, we talked about it already a little <laughs> bit, but any other things else to say about Gallifrey? And the timeless child. I knew, I knew when those weird scarf things were floating around the second episode of last series. I was like, this is coming back. I mean, I was thinking it was, but I mean... And then it didn't. Right. But, yeah, I was like, this is, no, this is coming back. You just can't throw that out there, which, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I don't want to say ballsy, but that's sort of like, we're going to throw something out the second episode, never mention it for another ten episodes, yeah. and then bring it up and be like, ah, you thought we forgot. Yeah, like, I like it that, but yeah. again, that's so mm-hmm. who. Right. You know, where you you've you've lulled yourself into oh okay this isn't coming up again oh mm. yes it is oh that crack in the wall yeah it's still there you know and I and I like that I like feeling like they've got an eye on all the things that are coming and it's nice to look back you know let's look back at Gallifrey and start to tie in everything yeah and um. I don't. I don't know how I really feel about things Gallifrey because, you know, it seems like. I mean, I don't know what the rules are. Like, and it's been a while since we. I mean, I we watched. Um, which one did we watch? Heaven Sent, but we didn't watch Hell Bent. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what are the rules about how you can access Gal? I'm trying to remember. You know, when the Twelfth Doctor obviously got there through the, I don't know, prison thing. Oh yeah. Um, whatever the, the thing's called. The handheld thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, to me, that was sort of. That's how he got there, but now that you just can, your TARDIS just goes there. I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. Seems pretty. Doctor Thirteen didn't seem to have any trouble getting there. Yeah, as opposed to like you know with the and then again with the eleventh Doctor, you know the only way they could communicate is through the crack in the wall, or and I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and maybe that was the thing because that was it, wasn't it? That Gallifrey was coming closer to the town of Christmas, yeah. and and so maybe that rejigged something i don't know and maybe these questions will be answered later who knows who knows indeed yeah so um i'll say i'm not i mean i'm not like woods stupid but i'm just like okay i mean i'm not that excited about gallifrey because i mean the time lords are always nasty business one way or the other um, but I feel like this is a new, oh, you know, we've been lied to the things that we think we are, who we think we are. And, you know, that's okay. So they said the, the founding fathers, which typically means Alexander Rass- Hamilton. We know, <laughs> baby. Rassilon and Omega. Ah. I mean, that's typically, but I'm not saying that's what the master meant because who knows? The master's double, triple talk. Yeah. Um, but. Who knows? Yeah, I just, I think there's... there's Guest star opportunities for those two. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it'll be interesting. And again, who knows what holes will be opened and what holes will be closed, sure. as it were. So, but we, I guess we have serialization now. Yep. So there you go, people. Happy? Yes! <laughs> All right. I think we've gotten there, but anything's... Part two that you wanted to... I do really... I, I quite enjoyed the fixing the airplane... Oh, yes. Um, We sort of had, you know, so and we talked about 13, Ada, and and Nor. But Yaz, Ryan, and Graham are on their own uh for the most part. Yep. And having to, which which I I liked how they were sort of inspired the doc, you know, what would she say? What would she do? And they sort of were able to hatch plans on their own. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, again, Torchwood, maybe even Miracle Day. Because I feel like there was a part where they all had to sort of, 
maybe it was Miracle Day, which I can't believe I'm referencing that, where they sort of had that thing where they were also off the grid. Mm. Like they had like the a laptop and they had this sort of reestablished torch within like a warehouse or something or something. But that's yeah, kind of that what it reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked the fact that Graham was like, are you replacing us? <laughs> and I felt like that was particularly appropriate from the old white guy. Um, but. It was, it was a nice little moment. And then they're asking for questions. I don't understand necessarily why the doctor's just not telling them. Yeah, because, I mean, you understood, as I, you know, the way back machine here. So, like, I'm thinking of Martha asking 10. And because he's talking about Gallifrey. And, and he's trying to pretend like it still exists. Oh, maybe we'll go back. And then finally says, oh, I'm the last of the Time Lords. So it's a painful thing, right? Yeah, because of the Time War. But 13? But we fixed that. Thirteen being dodgy about yeah. her origins. I mean, I, I mean, the doctor, of course, is just secretive as an instinct. You know, the first mm. rule is the doctor lies. Um, but I don't know. This doctor does. You know, well, we don't. You know, we're still learning this doctor, but she's not like eleven. Who, yeah. Who, who seems... do you think about it? It's weird. Even though eleven is so happy-go-lucky, he is the doctor lies. Um, yes, very much so. And as you say, more, we may find out. Twelve is more open, even as grumpy as he is. He doesn't lie. He's not mysterious as much as leave me alone. But then he's very heart in his sleeve on, on other times as well. Yeah. He's sort of very, I mean, he's very straightforward. 13, she seems straightforward, but I guess she is hiding stuff too. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it rolls. Mm-hmm. Well, final thoughts about Spyfall. I'm just so glad it's back. Yes. Did you just do, was that an Adele thing? Yes, it was. Was that, that okay. Um don't do it again <laughs> and maybe edit it out of this um i love you <laughs> yeah no i'm just so glad it's back can't wait to see the next one next one sort of uh automatically put me in mind of the one with um they yeah. were in the yeah because they were working yeah. out and she was in the gym yes and then yes the pleasure hive that can't be what's it. her character's name mel mel yeah, I don't know that I would have come up with that. <laughs> You're like, no, no that's... Check again. That doesn't feel familiar at all. <laughs> I want to say... Not Mel. Polly? I could go with a Polly. I she say looks like a Polly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to seeing... And the next one appears to be a little bit lighter, which is uh, a bit on brand for Chibnall. Yeah, because I, I think I probably have said this before. I was that their their story. He does try to do the tonal shift. Doesn't want to so. scare the bejesus out of you every week. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you close your eyes... I go to the library. Go to the library now. Well, I didn't necessarily plan to do this with January, um, but I have some first Doctor stuff. (laughs) So this is uh, a book for this time. We haven't done a book in a while. This is Doctor Who, the handbook for the first Doctor, the William Hartnell years, 
1963 to 1966, which is a mouthful. This came out in 1994. It has three authors, David J. Howell, Mark Stammers, and Stephen James Walker. It's an interesting paperback. It's sort of separated into various sections about uh, the Hartnell years and the beginning of Doctor Who. There's part one where it's kind of about William Hartnell. Not like a biography per se, but it's kind of like if you've read oral history, like in magazine articles or whatever. Mm. It's just sort of people's quotes about Bill Hartnell. Okay. What it was like to work with him. Da, 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 da. And then stuff in his own words, clips from different things he said about himself. Which is interesting because have, having read the Bill Hartnell biography by his uh, granddaughter, I think that I mean, that's more illuminating than when, what you get here. But there's kind of snips and pieces about... You know, it's it's what we've heard before. Yeah. Difficult to work with. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an asshole. Yeah, seeing himself in the role. But then there was sort of an interesting part about the Doctor sort of outlines of the character when they were first made, where where he was from or what he was supposed to be. But to me, the, the interesting part was, one, this is just as a reference book, so it's, you know, it, I'm which you can have as Google, but sometimes it's nice just to have a hard copy of just all the first Doctor stories where it's, you know, a synopsis of the story and then, like, different things about what were the viewing numbers and, you know, who was the director and just stuff like that, um, which I think is cool just to have on hand so when you're doing your, you know, rewatch, you can know, like, oh, this is the day it came on and how long the episode was and how many viewers were and different stuff like that and maybe little different facts or quotes about it. So, I mean, I guess it's almost like... Uh, Tardis.wikia that we sometimes use, but it's in your hand. So, um, <laughs> written on this thing exactly. called paper. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of cool because it's all just all the fish. You know, it's from you know 10,000 BC, aka the unearthly child, all the way to the tenth planet, and even has information about the three doctors and the five doctors, which wasn't Bill Hartnell, but technically was the first doctor. Yeah, and if they still had it, it'd probably have twice upon a time. But anyway, but then I think uh, an interesting part was it really tracks, it gives you the production history and the, the myth history of how Doctor Who was created. Like, you know, this was the idea from Sidney Newman, or they wanted a sci-fi concept. And then it literally goes through the entire evolution of the show. Like, oh, we want it to have this. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a time machine, but it can go big and small, or through matter, or through the star. And, you know, like, it literally goes through how they thought about everything, about which characters they wanted. And originally it was just going to be like, the hero, and then the the woman. For it was really a demographics thing. Like, oh, you know, women want to watch women, and then there's going to be an old guy who's kind of the smart one. And then it wasn't until like later they're like, oh, we should have a kid for the kids, you know? Yeah, and then, but that children want to always watch someone older, so we don't want it to be a little kid. We want it to be like an older teenager. Ah. And and you know, and then it just goes from there. The different names that were different characters had, and then like the teenagers supposed to have a crush on the guy. And, you know, it's just different, and it goes into the casting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then even the different things about what the TARDIS would do, what it would look like, what the Doctor was, what was the backstory, how much would we find out, how much would we not find out. And it's just really interesting. And then the latter part of the book, which to me was not as interesting, but if this was more of your interest, then it would be very interesting. It's basically, it's the production diary of the entire series. Ah. But what it is... It's basically summarizing memos. You know, okay. As sexy as that sounds. This is, this is the uh, <clears throat> James Comey report. <laughs> exactly. But from the beginning to the end. And so it'd be like, oh, this is when we had the rehearsal here. Or, you know, um, this is when we were going to have this much budget. Or this was, you know. And 
I mean, it goes by like day by day by day by day by day by day. You know, this is how much you know. The the at the end of the first one, this is the the salary um, contract negotiations that Jacqueline Hill and uh, oh, really, William Russell yeah, were going through. Interesting, and, yeah. Uh, Goss, I guess as you say. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's in, you know this is the stories that were being thought of, and then we didn't kind of do it because then this is the studio we went to. So to me, it wasn't. I had started scanning really quickly after that part because to me, it wasn't that interesting. But uh, hey, I mean, I'm glad they have this information. Because this is certainly the beginning of, you know, all the stuff. You know, this is we're at, it's almost going to be 60 years here soon, and this stuff disappears, and so it's nice to have it. Uh, like, they had the audition for Vicky, or excuse me, for Polly. The, this was the audition the actresses had to read for the oh, people to audition to be cool. Polly. Yeah. Um, so I, mean, yeah, I told you that was a Polly. And then they picked a uh, one episode, the arc. Uh, I say episode, you know, serial. Uh, to focus on at the end of the book, to just be like super zoom about how it would actually work to go through that one episode pre-production, post-production, da, 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 da. and so ah, that, that was interesting. So, yeah. So if you really want to learn more about the beginnings of Doctor Who and the you know nitty gritty of what it was like, I mean this is definitely a good book. Uh, it's a nice a small paperback. It's a nice reference item. So it was it was very interesting about how it all started to me. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. What are we talking about next week? We're talking about the resort that these people are going on that I'm very excited about. Yes, the episode is called Orphan 55. Okay. Let's do that then. Not to be confused with Orphan Black. That's true. Or Orphan Annie. Mm Mm-hmm. Got a third one? I don't. I'm kind of disappointed. I think we're all disappointed in you, darling. The Orphan Train. You're just making it up. No, I'm not. I got this. I got this, boo. Well, thanks, as always, to Wally and the Sonnots for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time Time and and space. This is BBC Television. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.